0: Hey, what's going on, guys? DK back at you with another video here to break down the seven-game NBA DFS slate on Wednesday. If this is your first time watching, well, cover content for daily fantasy sports as well as for player prop sites like Prize Picks and Underdog and Parlay Play. Guys, the sponsor of the video that would be BetMGM. They currently have an offer going to the Super Bowl where if you bet five dollars, you get one hundred and fifty-eight dollars in promo bets. So click that link down below and deposits and you just have to make a five dollar bet you do get 158 dollars in bonus bets i say in all these videos but get in as many of these sports books and dfs prop sites as possible um and then you can search for the best value like for example tonight i wanted to bet on bobby portis pra at 24 and a half um and I was looking through uh, the different books. I was looking at the Odd Jam, see which one offered the best value. It was Bet MGM. So I went over on Bet MGM and I took Bobby Portis over 24 and a half PRA. Now, looking decent half. I think he's at 15 or 16 PRA, so, so not bad. Um, but yeah, get in as many books as possible. And then again, you can search for that value. It's a great offer here as well. So if you do click that link uh, down below and deposit, it really does help support the channel. And if you are looking for more content, as always, uh, you can check out uh, my Patreon linked down below for DFS or for Pop stuff. Also, for BadMGM, got to read the promo. Um, 21 plus, obviously. And if you have a gambling problem, call or text 1 1-800, 800, 1 800 Gambler. Okay, well, let's recap tonight. Oh, really quick, though, too, before we get in the recap, uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys to, to everyone that came out, Stochastic. I, I went on the Stochastic show, Deep, The Deeper Dive. Um, it was like just. Support. Like I was trying to keep up with the comments, but uh, overwhelming, really. So, uh, really, you guys made my day um, coming in, supporting the stream. So, I just want to thank you guys again. That meant a lot, really did. Um, And uh, all right, so let's recap tonight. So, let's go over the prop stuff. So, these are my three uh, tacos for Taco Tuesday. Um, We hit Jabari Smith easily. Uh, He was literally had negative fancy points for a while. He started off so hot, and then a negative fancy points. Going into the fourth quarter. It, like in the second half, I was like, what are we doing here? Um, and but he hit. as Hartenstein easily hit. And then we had Middleton as the third taco. Was soaring over. Locker room, and he's done for the night. The reboot, but still was going to full sweep. Still swept it. Uh, the Middleton one is a reboot. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Middleton got in pain from that. And then I got to show you guys one more. Back-to-back nights, man. Come on. Right? Aunt no steals or block. No steals or blocks for Josh Hart. I would have went to Hartenstein, but that was one of my earlier tacos, and he got bumped like four points. Uh, he would have been my other play, but yeah, he, he got bumped at tons. I went to Josh Hart uh, and chalked the 25X. Still doubled up, but yeah, back-to-back nights in moose piss. Um, it's not fun residing in moose piss, I'll tell you that much. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the stacking on prize picks, game stacking, it's been super profitable for me. Something like this. You don't. Sometimes you don't have to full game stack if there's two teams that are shorthanded. You run like a three-three stack. That's what I did with Am you know, Thomas Bridges Clarkson. Ran it back with Hart Brunson and DiVincenzo. That's what we got there for props. Still a very profitable night. Uh, YouTube play missed because um, Bulls trolled with the starting line. They started the Twin Towers. Uh, and oh, one more thing too. Look at this, man. So I, I, I bet a lot of Jabari Smith props. I felt his props cr- across books and I felt were was too low. But I had a lot of bets on Jabari Smith props. This is one of them, uh, over uh, seven and a half rebounds plus assists. I also took his over 19 and a half PRA. Everything hit easily. What I had his double-double at plus 500. You want to know what he finished with? 20 points and nine rebounds. Ugh. And then for DFS, once again, did not have a game, did not have anyone in the game that went to overtime. I would have 100% locked Andre Drummond. He was the best player of the slate, but I, every, I had no room. Everyone locked. I had all Rockets, Nets, and Knicks. So we got the Drummond news right after lock. I had no way to get him in. Everyone, else was, everyone was locked in my lineup. I definitely would have played Andre Drummond. He absolutely smashed. I made a Patreon post about how I really liked him in tournaments. Um, but yeah, go on my lineup. So I went to Thompson, Jabari Smith, and Shagoon. Um, Josh Hart, Hartenstein, Bridges, Dennis, dude, ugh, don't get me started in the net. I had Royce O'Neill, pivoted off because I felt like he was going to be overowned once he wasn't starting, pivoted to Dennis Bennett Jr., Dennis Bennett Jr. floor game, Royce O'Neal, career night, not a career night, but he had a good night, and it's just, it always, I, I literally told people in the Patreon stream it was going to happen, it happened. Ugh, fast man. So, so tilting at times. Um, okay, so that's a recap of everything. Let's talk about the seven-game slate. Also, if you guys are betting on the prop uh, props for tomorrow, I did just get a tweet out my tweet going in-depth into all these games. So go check that out for free on Twitter. Put a lot of time into those, so go show some love you do enjoy. All right, Cleveland-Washington, the first game here. Definitely some blowout risk, about a 10.5-point spread. For the Cleveland side, I mean, I think Donovan Mitchell, 9.9K, is still a solid option, really good matchup, but not a must, obviously, with Garland and Mobley back. Garland and Mobley, I think, probably will still be on a slight minutes limit, maybe around 30 at 28 to 30 minutes, so... Um, Mobley has played really well back-to-back games. If we get news that he's full go, then Mobley would definitely stand out. Jared Allen's been playing really well, but his price is up a bit. I don't really know if I can get to anyone else. Levert, Struce. I mean, they're just kind of secondary plays to me. Talk through Washington. So you got Marvin Bagley out. Um, the starters, here's the thing with Washington. The starters are playing good minutes in competitive games. It's just there's a lot of blowouts. Now, Eugene Amorie played the backup five to... Um, to Daniel Gafford last game, and he went for 41 fancy points, and I'll be a little bit careful. Uh, he got extended because of the blowout, but um, he is relatively cheap. I don't think we can expect that level of production again from him. Uh, as far as the main guys go, like the main starters, I think they're all viable contrarian plays. Kuzma, Denny, Tyus, Pool, Gafford. If the game stays competitive, you should see you know mid-30s minutes from Kuzma, probably 30-plus from Denny, 30-plus from Tyus, probably around 30 from Pool and Gafford, so... Um, I mean there are some playable options. If the game blows out, you could see Koulibaly get extended, but you're literally going for 0.75 fantasy points in 25 minutes last game. 25 minutes, 0.75 fantasy points. How? Can someone explain to me how that's even that's a Tony Snow-esque game? Um Toronto Charlotte, so Toronto, Gary Champ probable, portable, porter questionable um i expect toronto to go back to the starting lineup of barnes quickly barrett pertle and gary trent now jaka pertle played was eight, i think it was 18 first half minutes uh so he's clearly no longer on a minutes limit and now he gets a matchup in charlotte sub 6k i am actually pretty high on a pertle here uh, as far as the rest of the guys go scotty barnes at 8.7k if you have the salary for him no issue with that quickly had a pretty bad game last game but he didn't shoot the best um we know if he's making shots this guy's a pretty high ceiling R.J. Barrett um, played 43 minutes last game. That was in a double overtime, but I don't think he's man any sort of limit. Um, he's played very well offensively for this team. You know, Gary Trent Jr. has been starting. He's been playing in competitive games, like mid-20s minutes. I think you can make the argument for Schroeder, or Brown off the bench, Thad Young will back up Pirtle, but um, there actually is some good plays in my opinion. I think Pirtle will be my favorite for Toronto. Talk through Charlotte, no LaMelo Ball, no Kyle Lowry, no Mark Williams. Hayward and Martin are questionable, though. If they both miss, you should get Ish Smith in the starting lineup. He played big minutes last time out. Nick Smith would also play a little bit more. Leaky Black, I talked about how I thought he was a spot starter on the Patreon stream last game. He was. He started. He only played 16 minutes. I was on the fade. That worked out. Um, but if, if Hayward and Martin are both out, I mean Bridges and Miller have just been dominating these and they're just playing huge minutes as we talked about. Charlotte are running these guys into the ground. Miller Dallas and up last game still played 33 minutes. EJ and Nick Richards would be the other guys you should expect good minutes from. Um, as far as like the main guys go, so um, there are some solid plays here for Charlotte. If Hayward and Martin are in, slight you know downgrade to everyone. I don't think I would mess with the value. Atlanta, Boston, Sonoka Pala, Deandra Hunter is pro- or questionably, but I think he'll play like low twenties minutes. Can't get to Hunter yet. O'Kwangu is the first guy we got to talk about. I think he looks good at 5'7". The only concern here would be potential blowout on the road against Boston. But played thirty four minutes last game. He's about a fancy point per minute player. Um, and he's got power forward eligibility, so he looks good. You'll get Fernando backing him up at 3.4K. He'll play whatever Okongwu does not play. If the game blows out, maybe he gets extended a bit. Go Real Strong takes on Treyer, or John T. Murray. They're fine for tournaments. Same with Jalen Johnson, 7-4. He continues to play big minutes in competitive games. Uh, Sadiq Bay is more of just a filler play. Same with Bogdanovich. so not a ton else to talk about here for Atlanta. Talking through Boston, Holiday is questionable. If he misses, obviously just a slight bump to all the starters. Uh, Derek White and Tatum do see a assist bump with Holiday off the court. You would see Horford in the starting lineup. He would probably play close to 30 minutes. Would be a reasonable play there, 5-1. Um, I think right now, factoring in everything, I think Porzingis would probably be my preferred option here at 7-5. You know, in a competitive game, I would expect him to play 30-plus minutes. Um, and then guys like Pritchard Hauser probably play a little bit more. if Drew Holiday is out. Pritchard could extend extended. The game blows out. I did not have the best game last time, though. Golden State, Philly. So, you got Chris Paul and GB 2 still out. Wiggins is back, or he's probable, and Draymond Green is questionable. The Draymond one is big. That could open up the Valley here for the Warriors. I would expect like a three-headed monster of like Dario Saric, Jackson Davis, Gavon Looney to split the center position if Draymond can't go. But the starters, they continue to play good minutes. Steph Curry, 9-5, always in play for tournaments. Kaminga continues to play big minutes. I was all over him last night for tournaments. He smashed, but unfortunately, again, I had Maxi that night, so it just didn't matter. Uh, Pujemps, he's been playing well at 6k, but with Wiggins back, he should shift to the bench, right? So they, they should go with what? Steph, um, Wig- Steph, Clay, Wiggins, uh, Kaminga, Draymond. Um, so yeah, I would assume put moves back to the bench, but he should still get good mitts, uh, like low thirties or so still makes him playable. Um, Clay, you know what I'm going to say, right? He's, he's not been good recently. He has a low floor, but it's just never exciting to, to play the guy. But he is cheap, 5.5K. And if he is making his shots, if he can make a few shots, he does clearly have his healing. And then, yeah, guys like Sarich, Jackson Davis, Looney, probably can't get to unless Draymond gets rolled out. Draymond gets rolled out. We'll see about the starting lineup. But Sarich is um, the guy that I would probably like the best in that scenario. Um, he's got the power forward eligibility, too. Uh, but like I said, well, to keep an eye on... Uh, Starting lineup. My guess is they'll probably go to Looney if Draymond can't go in the starting lineup. Philadelphia, no Embiid, no Melton, no Batum. Um, yeah, you should get Paul Reed. Mo Bamba's putting center position. We got news uh, a few few days ago that Paul Reed was like sick and he was still sick in this game. So maybe he could see a little bit more run in this one. Um, but yeah, Maxi, Tobias Harrison, Ubre should lead the way offensively. Like the ceiling a lot. Maxi, uh, he let me down in a big way last time. Also picked up three quick ones, but still, again, we know the ceiling is there for him. So, definitely like his upside, Tobias and Kelly Oubre. These guys should play big minutes. They'll be, you know, the number two, number three offensively. Uh, I think they're both decent plays at their salaries. Uh, Marcus Morris should get some decent run of 4.3K. Reasonable value play. Daniel House, Leaf, you know, probably, I think he started last game, but you know, the minutes have not really been there for him. Pat Bev at 5.5 five, feels a little bit too pricey for me. I would just rather get up to, like, Oubre, Harris, Maxi. Um... All right, let's talk about San Antonio, Miami. So San Antonio, Mbamma eight point eight k. You know, in competitive games, he's been playing around thirty minutes. Clearly, like his ceiling. It's not the best matchup, and there is some at risk, but clearly like his ceiling. The real strong takes in the rest of San Antonio. Vassell's playable, Calden's playable, Soan's playable. Ray Jones at five point seven k continues to play good minutes. Um, he his assist percentage has been really high. He's averaging over fourteen potential assists in the last five games. So I think he's reasonable there in the mid range, but. Not a ton else to mention here for San Antonio. For Miami, looks to be fully healthy too, unless they set someone on a back to back. I guess that is possible. They ran a nine man rotation tonight and they booted Haywood Highsmith in the rotation. Jimmy Butler, the usage has been up on him. Um, he continues to play mid 30s minutes. He looks decent. Bam, Hero Ogier, playable in a good matchup. Caleb Martin started last game uh, or the game tonight, played 25 minutes. If he starts again, 3.8K, I think mean, you got to have some interest in him. Aka, the price is coming down to a playable point, in my opinion, at 4.6. Love will play the backup five. He's 3.4K. He's viable. He shot three of nine tonight. Still on for 18 fancy points. There actually are some cheap plays. Like Duncan Robinson, how many minutes did he play tonight? 22. But yeah, this group of like, if they're really on the same rotation again, like Love and Duncan and, and Martin and Hakez. And I think they're all playable. All right, Detroit-Sacramento. So Detroit, definitely some blowout risk here on the road in Sacramento. Cade questionable. Bojan questionable. Stewart is out. If Cade and Boyan are both out, then, you know, Ivy should lead the way offensively. More usage for Burks. Durn should get more usage. it would be interesting to see what they do with the starting lineup. If those guys are all out, like, does, do they start Monte Morris? Do they start Dasser? Do they start Burks? Because Killian Hayes has been out of the rotation. Um, so, yeah, Ivy, Durn, probably the first two guys to look to. And then it would depend on the starting lineup for me um, with the Pistons, if there is no Cade and no Boyan. Like I said, Burks actually has the second highest usage with those two guys off the court behind Ivy. Um, a short time since Mints have also been up of late, 26 and 27 minutes over the last couple games. He's not a bad partner in guy and is cheap, but he's another interesting option. Again, Sasser is 3.6K. He hasn't been playing a ton, but he would probably play a little bit more. Uh, where's Monte Morris? Monte Morris is the flat min price um, He hasn't really been playing a ton, but he, he would probably see a slight bump in minutes as well. So, um, yeah. The big news is Cade and Bojan. If Cade and Bojan are both in then, I mean, I think any of those main four guys are playable for tournaments, but again, a lot of blowout risk. Then Sacramento, fully healthy. I mean, love Sabonis and Fox if you think the Pistons can keep it competitive. 10-1 for Sabonis, 8.1K for Fox. And I'm going to sound like a broken record, but Murray, Monk, Herder, Barnes, right? What I'm going to say, three of these four will play good minutes. One will get their minutes slashed. Good luck trying to figure out which one's going to be. I will mention the minutes have ticked up on Trey Lyles, and he's only 3.2K, he's a playable value. Final game, New Orleans and the Clippers. Zion and Marshall, both questionable. If they both miss, obviously a usage bump to Ingram and CJ. Ingram has a 32% usage rate and 32% assist percentage with Zion off the court this season. JV and Nance split the center position down the middle. Definitely for Nance, point per dollar. He played 20 minutes last time out. I think he's a decent value play. Guys like Murphy and Herb Jones would play a little bit more too if Zion can't go if Zion's in, I mean, I think any of the main Pelicans, Ingram, Zion, and CJ are playable. And then finally for the Clippers, fully healthy. I think Zubac will still play on some sort of limit. He only put 18 minutes in his first game back. Paul George also has not seen full complement of minutes yet. 33 and 32 over the last couple games. Harden, Kawhi, 9K, 8.9K, both fine options. Neither are priorities. Westbrook's price a little bit too high. Powell's always just the filler play. Same with Mann. So not a ton that really stands out to me for the Clippers. All right, guys, so that's going to wrap up the video. All the have a price picks one up after this. But as always, if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I'll see you all in the next video.